0: Drifted alarmingly in the betting was you no know, fancy in the morning, continued to drift. It was late on the on the exchanges to, to lose. It was something you'd see in a, a Dick Francis novel of Charles Bottom's. The ground is soft, it's not, it's, no, not, it's heavy. soft on time, it's, it's heavy. Okay,
1: and a very big warm welcome to the Bar Stewards Inquiry Sunday sermon. Where preaching with me this evening is John Lang from John Joe's Blogspot. Good evening, John.
0: Blessings be upon each and every one of us.
1: <laughs> and last but not least, forgive me, but I have I have sinned. Lorne Malvo, welcome to the show, sir.
2: Very, very happy to be here and no blessings for me to anybody. <laughs> well, it's southern southern yes. attitudes. Yeah, all, yeah. yeah, that's my <laughs> attitude, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> spoken, spoken like a good Tory party candidate. Speaking of candidates, John, John's candidate that was mentioned on the show was it last week, John, or the week before? I can't remember. Time oh, oh, at least like, the before.
0: week before, maybe the week before that. In no, that's it.
1: Before. I mean, I'm I'm, lo- I'm lost Two in space. Weeks Two weeks ago, I'm lost in space when it comes to time at the moment. It's like one big floating no. bubble. Um, but but yeah, I mean, a, a great <laughs> selection because Tom, uh, I. Tug and that. <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce his name. I'm Tom terrible.
0: Tug on that, isn't it? Tom yeah.
1: Tug on that. Um he's now into uh, I believe like round about the eight to one mark for the for the old Tory premier post. Nice bit of tipping that, John. You must be sat pretty on your 33 to 1 voucher. I could do
0: with getting paid out yesterday, that's the problem.
1: <laughs> would you would you be tempted if, if he come right in the betting, safe say if he was like one of you know and he'd and he come right down in the betting. Um, would you be tempted for a for a, for a a layoff or, or, or are you sticking this one out?
0: I might take a J out of him if he goes straight to six.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, if he, if he comes, that's firm favourite. So interesting times, if any of our listeners have taken John's advice. Um, you sat pretty, at least for now, anyway. Okay, on to yesterday's action, Saturday's. And uh, it's fair to say... That our panel on friday evening wasn't, weren't that impressed with the show, and neither was jack uh, a, a good listener of our show jack jack j c c punter says um that what do you think this has to be the just about the worst it worst Saturday's racing that he can remember um any thoughts John that sort of stick out from yesterday from from saturday what where should we get started Where should we start
0: I just trying to think you have ever seen a worse saturday um there was a there was an elderly spring cup there once when I was at a wedding, and I only managed to grab one bet up. But uh, at least I did manage to grab a bet up. Um, this was awful on Saturday, wasn't it? Absolutely awful. I mean, did- uh, it was boring.
1: Yeah, I think that I think that's, that's you've you've got the right word. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. It it kind of just didn't. It it didn't want. I mean, apart from like the the odd race, that he didn't really want me to to sort of participate and and sort of get excited. And if that's all the national season has got to offer, if this is what we're gonna do every single winter, where we just ponce about for between sort of October to, to February and just ponce about and and, and mess about and then finally it's all about Cheltenham. But I mean, as we know, it's all about Cheltenham from the very start of last lunch season. People do podcasts on it. People talk about Cheltenham left, right and centre. It's, it literally is, I think the most overfished um concern. And I think I, I, that's the part that bores me. Everything's geared. Oh, what, what, what do you think to its chances at Cheltenham? It's like, well, why do, can't we talk about what do we think to its chances in its next race? Rather, you know, it's, it's just, it's very, very odd, Um, the way the way the sport's gone. Do, do you agree with that, John?
0: Well, I think most of them, when you talk about discussing its chances in its next race, sadly its next race is going to be bloody Cheltenham, isn't it? Right. I mean, if, if, if they don't get their fingers out and do something with this programme, I mean, we're going to be needing a hell of a flat season because we're going to have to fuck off for four months.
1: <laughs> it has been mentioned in the, the past. Prof- um, on the profit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so what? What? What's the answer? What? What's the answer to to create more more trainers to, to 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 basically? Or have we got the horses? I mean, have we got the supply? I mean, looking at the Cheltenham entries in the no,
0: in the graded,
1: we, no. we haven't got the ammo. There isn't the
0: ammo. There isn't the ammo, the ammo to sustain the racing program. That's the problem, yeah. that, that that's why it's so uncompetitive. You, you know. Well, the link
1: the Lingfield Millions, you know, they were racing three runners for 100 grand, you know.
0: It's just outrageous. Yeah, You know, know, I mean, is Rilke Quinn still pulling the strings as regards the programme and what have you?
1: I'm not sure, to be honest. I'm honestly not sure.
0: I mean, she's up there with Dido Harding in the mediocrity stakes, isn't she?
1: Yeah. I mean, does it it come from that, the Irish literally have got all the the, the best stock and and and, and absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean, no, it, it doesn't because it it could be our best stock running in competitive races. You know, I mean, they don't have to be rated hundred and sixty, whatever. You know, if, if you get a dozen horses rated between 145, 151, five hundred and fifty one, you've got a race, haven't you? you, you know. Um, yeah. But there's too many opportunities, the picking and choosing, and we're ending up with these four-runner noddle rounds, and it does
2: nothing for yeah. it. No, I mean, as a betting, betting medium, it's not hugely attractive. But but I think, you know, all the owners beefing about prize money, etc. I, I think there's a whole strata of owners at the very top of the game that don't give a shit about prize money. Because if they did, you know, you've got 100 grand, place where there's three runners. I think it's only people with sort of with moderate horses running around midweek that have got a legitimate concern about, you know, we're running a horse for 1,800 quid first prize and you have to win five races to break even, all that sort of business. But I think there's a certain section of the, of, of the racing community that if you made prize money 50p, they'd still, they'd still run for prestige. Yeah. So I think prize money only affects certain owners. Uh, and I think there's plenty of owners that, that actually they don't really care. They're not bothered by, oh, it's 100 grand pot, yeah, and... So what?
0: Yeah.
1: and it, and it's that prestige as well that that's what Cheltenham's become. That, that it's it's the whereas the flat season's got like it, the flat season doesn't finish after Royal Ascot; it finishes after York. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um you know, we we we've, we've got more ammo to basically create top class racing. Now I'm not saying every festival we have. During the flat season, creates top class rating. Some can be quite disappointing. Um, yeah. I think me and me and John touched upon the ledger meeting. Maybe cutting right down in terms of yeah. days. You could pair,
0: I mean, pair that down to three, maybe even two days, couldn't you? You, you
1: could really and make, make it quality. Um, and th- I mean, the, the bizarre talk about making Cheltenham five days is is sure is obviously just sheer money and greed. It's it cannot benefit racing at all. Cheltenham going five days, not in any shape or form. We have, I mean, unless the Irish will just bring over another battalion, and 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 you know, we'll be left with Jamie Snowden at at fifties.
0: Whatever you do with Cheltenham, I mean, Cheltenham is what it is now, isn't it? And yeah, you know, I mean, if you added fifty grand to the prize money for the Gold Cup, you wouldn't get an extra runner. No.
2: No. Because that's not why people run horses no. at Cheltenham. They run it for prestige, I trade a Cheltenham winner, yeah. own a Cheltenham, ridden a Cheltenham winner. Whereas if it's Wolverhampton or Kempton, then the prize money, it, you know, it, it, the, the need for increased prize money is more acute because those horses, you know, have no real resale value unless you, you find one that, that you bought cheaply. So, yeah, for, for a lot of owners, they want to try and see some, not some return on their investment, but but at least to cover the exorbitant expenses and training costs.
0: That's There's a The they,
2: they they can't, can't I mean. Benny Hill hasn't got <laughs> his milk round anymore. No, that's quite right. <laughs> yeah, fair sure enough. True
1: sure enough. Yeah. Um, right. Anyway, we'll go back to sort of reviewing Saturday a little bit, and the Doncaster card um, was, in a well, it was certainly more competitive in some ways than the uh, than the, 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 the Cheltenham Fair, um, but what What really sort of angered me for Doncaster was uh, the ground and obviously they they've they put the taps on um and it's the fact that it rode fairly dead for me um they, they were strung out like lines of wash you know if, if you've done the distance bet- betting on the spreads um you know you, you sit very you, you sat absolutely very 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 on good terms with yourself i mean every single race they seemed to be absolutely knackered. Um, you know, you, you watched every single. I mean, even the mayor's race. I mean, that was typical mayor form. If ever you've seen mayors try to be consistent, uh, that the Miss Heritage just winning the um, in the mares hurdle there by what was it, fifteen lengths um, from a, a rival that's that's sort of nineteen pounds superior. All right, giving six pounds, but you know that sums up mayors for me. And the fact that they were strung out like a line of washing says to me that. There's something not right with the ground because because you can produce good to soft ground and and not and not basically you know be be tailed off turning for home and I, I noticed a lot of horses that that afternoon at Doncaster were were sort of I mean the Skybet Chase they were absolutely knackered um, yeah. you know the, the by the way the Skybet Chase I mean it's a disgrace it's the Great Yorkshire Chase John
0: I they can change the name or something like that. It's beyond me. I mean, Don Doncaster should have had something to say about that when they spoke to the sponsors.
1: Disgusting. I mean, uh, Doncaster for me, uh, and uh, Doncaster are Ark, aren't they? Is it Ark? Well, yeah. I mean,
0: they just sell out, are not
1: they? now? Yeah. I mean, again, you know that 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 race was attritional, and and. Um, I know it was like running, it was nine seconds slower than the standard, which is good. But again, it's that type of ground that, that I we've had debates on ground before. A lot of different pundits have said, you know, heavy's heavy ground. But there are, I, I disagree that, 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 that the ground for me, some heavies you can get through, some heavies you can't, some good to softs are, are quite nice to go through, some good to softs at this time of year, are, are pretty cloy. Uh, it's all like, you know, plotted kind of ground. And I think we saw that um, at Doncaster and to a degree, um, we also saw that at Cheltenham. Do you, do you think, John?
0: Well, that ground at Doncaster was quite close to what you get in Whitby Harbour when the tide goes out. Yeah. You yeah. Know I mean, it, uh, that that was about as much as it had in common with good ground.
1: I mean, again, I mean, it's, it's like us going back to, to last summer where, we just frustrated most weeks when you know, and, and we disheartened when a track says it's, it's turning the taps on because you know for a fact that nine times out of ten we're them moaning on a sermon and saying you know they, they've ruined it again, you know they've they've they've, they've put too much on. It, it times are four and five seconds slower than standard on the flat when you, you, you're at the year where you should be getting good to firm, quick, nice, quick ground, and they're doing the same again like at Doncaster where. I don't know what benefits really, but like I said, it
0: benefits the clerk if he's playing on the distances. Yeah, absolutely. That's about it. It's to nobody's benefit at all. You know, I mean, if you're declaring good ground, trainers are expecting good ground, so if they've declared, they haven't got an issue. Why why should you be watering it to good, to soft, to dead? You know, it's ridiculous. But again, there's not a word of censure from those in authority. Nothing from the BHA on it. Um, the Horse Race Betters Forum have been completely silent on it, as you'd expect. <laughs> you know, I, mean, you know, I mean, they're quick to claim credit for stuff all the time and write letters in if you ask a question of them. But, you know, situations like this, you can guarantee one thing, and that is they will not speak up.
1: No, they should they should be they should be championing this on Twitter,
0: oh, using
1: their using their platform. You know, quite a few people follow them, etc. You know, and and tweeting at the the the, the relevant people to, to to tweet at, and like he says, emails, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This it needs raising, and I don't think it's again fair on punters. Um, regards to some of the performances at Cheltenham, Saturday, Pied Piper certainly uh, got everyone stirred up. The Queen. Uh, you know, uh, what's she doing, John, letting a letting a triumphal potential triumphal winning winner go?
0: Well as, as soon as they get away from that Sundringham air, the the same And the grow wings. Like. Oh, absolutely. um absolutely. Yeah, the horse didn't look as a, had the potential though, that sort of thing, did it? But in fact, he seems to all like the article. Um y- you probably wouldn't be betting against it winning the triumph if it
1: turns up there.
0: No. Um, time-wise
1: it was exactly the same more or less as Cormier. Old Dan Gilbert. Winner for Dan Gilbert loves a winner there. Good old Dan for Brian Ellison in the opener. Cormier won that. And the like I so said, the times are very similar, but Pied Piper doing it on the on the Billy Idol. Um, certainly was there any juice <laughs> do you think there, Johnny? Do, do you reckon it's had the old Pete Doherty treatment? Right. Um <laughs> the way it come bouncing in there it looked like uh it looked like Archibald and Brack and some kind of rabid rabid fevered beast uh on the running. Uh, very, very impressive was Pi I think
0: the horse is secure with its immediate future. There's no danger of seeing a photo with out that
1: Australia, is it? No. <laughs> 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 Absolutely not. Um Imperial Alcazar got his jumping absolutely spot on as he annihilated um, the opposition in in a rather uh, fairly weak. I was surprised is his s p really given, given his class um and you know obviously the, the issue was his jumping and he, he managed to uh, destroy that field. certainly he'll be popular i think, for a race at the fez, whichever they're going to go for uh, which, not you really large, which he won't win but <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, Torn and Frey won the, uh, the 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 Grade Three handicap. Um, I couldn't have the horse after he completely pounced it. Um, I, I can remember the run at Ascot earlier in the year behind Fav- Favois. and Favois must have hit six fences. Um, he was giving Torn and Fraid nine pounds, and he, he still and Torn and Fraid had the easy lead, and Favois still picked it off. And I thought that was a disgraceful um, piece of ponting um, from Torn and Fred, and yet Torn and Fred powered up the hill um, yesterday. Uh,
0: favourite.
1: Yeah, Somebody well,
0: knew. Uh, I didn't. The, on the plus side, from two out, it only had man debate. and we know what happened with the mass, mass elections at the minute.
1: Yeah, you can, you can, you can stop trains at the moment. You, you can, you can really uh, put the mockers on things, but as, as myself included, John, it's a. Uh, it's a, tough, it's a tough winter for us on the road to Doncaster.
0: I, I, I can stop Liz Trust take, taking a five hundred thousand pound jolly. I really can.
1: <laughs> you like that half a million plane flight?
0: I don't really.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's worth it, you know, it's, you know. Taxpayer taxpayer funded half a million pound flight. If
0: she ever meets PM, she'll get her own hat. <laughs> I don't it, with... have care flight.
1: Yeah, with its its own car Yeah, Like you said, learning off the jelly bean Um, So yeah, I mean Pretty uninspiring day's race In Chantry House Um, Again That's a million in it to win a Gold Cup
0: The state of them in that race I mean, I right went from Going okay to Paddling, didn't it I mean Shocking stuff
1: well, the eleven-year-old um must have hit about fourteen fences, and that so that's rated 139. It's eleven-year-old, and it was beaten ten lengths. Yeah. Right. So, as a handicapper, and I can guarantee you, in fact, in fact, looking at the racing post ratings now, they've, they've given Chantry House one six seven, which is seven pounds. <laughs> Above its official rating,
0: I say that Cautherico 152.
1: 152. <laughs> so su- suddenly, Cautherico has just has just well, he's in the form of his life, and he's and he's run. Probably a career best. After but knocking it, uh, the
0: shit out the fences.
1: Fantastic. Yeah, after, after making lots of mistakes. So, yeah, I can, I can see that rating standing up. And, again, this is the problem we have. We, we've got nobody that can rate a race, really, including, in, including his own handicappers. Every winner's got to have run above its mark every time. And it's it's, it's just a mental way of doing things. But
0: well, well, uh, I many
1: is it about 130 there? Yeah. And then the most... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, if you say if you say that let's let's get Rico his marks. So, I mean, if it comes out one three nine Rico he has hear um, his mark, has he? He's
0: clobbered the fences and yeah, that's mental.
1: Ch- Ch- Chantry House would be running about 5 one five four one five three, which I think is about right because he he never looked happy. He was sort of he looked beat at one point. He was shoved along. I mean, if he does if he does that in the Gold Cup, where he, to me, I think he's getting to a stage where he can't be bothered. Um they've put pieces on him. Um they clearly think he's getting a bit lazy and and what have you. So yeah, one five four, I'd say I'd say Chantry House. No chance in a gold cup, absolutely none, nil. You've heard it here first. And the last time I did that was Catherine Fry when she tipped up Frodon in the King George, and that one at twenty-fives. Um <laughs> so we'll move on. And then it, we came to the Cleave hurdle, which again for the they were in running punters slitting the wrists and and declaring that bankruptcy uh, after this, after Paisley Park whipped round at the start, gave Champ a free 15 uh, start, and then uh, sprinted up the hill and beat him. Thoughts about that?
0: Chimp's fucking shit, though, isn't it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I was desperate,
1: wasn't it? God, what a But, mean, but I mean, like, again, how do you, again I ask people, that, you know, how, how do you handicap these things? Guess. You know, Lisnagar Lisnagar Oscar were pulled up behind Champ last time. Um he's he's not he's not really ran a race all season, and again that was only beat six lengths, um you know, by Champ. So uh, as has Champ ran his race, probably not because Paisley Park can't give it fifteen and beat it and beat it comfortably. Um who, who'd have an anti-post betting stay Stayers hurdle? It looks like the most
0: it looks
1: looks the most difficult race ever to be involved in
0: looking at that Well at least Robes got it wrong didn't he in running, he, he said he'd pull up and head back to the winners sir, when they were going out for the first time And, and you know, around, around the bottom ben, he said he can't win, he might as well pull up Yeah, I wonder if some of the in running punters had uh, listened to Robes
1: Well there'd be something slitting the wrist for sure because you know you you're struggling really to to sort of, I mean, I could imagine the Shrewder ones will have been uh, laying Paisley Park as it's coming to challenge Champ and try and, you know, obviously lay it around even money six to four, thinking, yeah. well, it, it's giving it fifty, it's going to flatten out, surely, um, you know. And then, it then
2: didn't that out as Chimp, Did it? No, That, no. Looks, that looks soft to me. That, that, yeah. that looks a real, real soft horse. I think. I, you know, I, I agree. I, even when Paisley Park was challenging, I think well, having duck forfeited all that uh, ground at the start, it's going to run out of petrol. But I, I thought Chimp just folded up, so I think he's got a heart the size of an ant. I think personally, yeah, it's yeah.
1: got old Chimp, um,
2: <coughs> and
1: <laughs> um, so I mean, we come on to a, a bit of a sore talking point from from the weekend as well, and the horrific sight uh, of. Good old stick, midnight shadow um I'm afraidly departing this world, and um it was kinda of a horrific thing to see, but again, all it does to me, per just trying to look at things logically is that when they eventually come for racing and they will do again make me make no mistake they're coming for gambling, so they're coming for racing right the the one concession that racing might have to make has to has to be jump racing it's it's simply it really is a tough sport you know there's horses that have to have years off attendance there's horses. it's a it's a tough game and you know any any anyone in the game knows this it's a great sport and these are these are these are what they're bred to do that it's a brilliant spectacle at times but obviously when things like this happen it's harder to defend john
0: I used to love jump racing, Lee, from, from being a kid. Yeah. You know, I mean, I grew up in, like, the Red Room era when yeah. the national offences were fucking terrible in you know, all fairness, You know, they were like brick walls. And I loved jump racing. Um, the older I've got, the less I've liked it, to be yeah. honest. And a, a lot of it is that, the thought that, you can say things like you, you say yesterday, and, I mean, that that was one of the worst I've seen, to be honest. That, that just looked fucking awful. you know I mean? There's, there's no words for it, yeah? you know what I mean? You, you, can't, you can't justify it, really.
1: No, it's, it, I mean, well, like you, I've been a, a massive fan of jump racing ever since I was. In fact, probably jump racing was the first thing that got me into the sport, um, you know uh, what? You know, as a, as a youngster, uh, I mean, one of one of the first races I can remember as a youngster um, was, you know, sort of that that era was it Night Nurse and things like that. Night
0: Nurse,
1: Montreal, uh, yes,
0: Captain Christie and Brown Lad when we tell favourite horses.
1: Yeah, and 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 then it went on to Desert Orchid, and I would just yeah. I would I would I would a uh, massive uh, every time Desert Orchid ran. Um, if I was if I was at school, um, sometimes I would bunk off and I would stand in the I would stand in the doorway even listening to commentary if they hadn't got pictures. Yeah. That's that's how much I was a fan of Desert Hawking when he when he was. And 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 I think, but now as the game's gone on, now you, it's changing times, isn't it? I mean, you know, we, we've, we've we've we're in a society now where we we'd like to think we're more developed, but we're more about control and we're more about. Um, Preventing harm, not you know, oh, that's 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 not that's not cricket, things like that. And if if they did come for racing, it's very hard for even any any trainer anyone to argue that national hunt racing, even over the whip, because the thing is, I mean, the whip's the first thing they actually might come for because it's the most obvious. But as we know, they always come for the Grand National every year, and they always, you know, it's, it's not any other race, but they always come for the. For the big major jump races, especially if there's casualties and racing has done, has done a lot and they 've definitely made the grand national safer i didn 't think they would because I thought they'd go faster with the small offenses i'm happy to have been proven wrong because there's been no fatalities in the grand national now for over eight years, which I think's a tremendous achievement um you know by all concerned uh but even so you 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 really are
2: struggling to defend it do you do you agree with that chris yeah i do i i do actually um i've really got nothing nothing sort of uh to say against all that i think you've hit the nail on the head um i think you bang on if
1: something's if something's got to go it, it, it will be that that's that's yeah that's you know i'm I, not that i want it to go and I'm, i hope listeners aren't thinking oh, i'm being negative and saying oh you don't want national racing he, he, that's not true I, I think it should all be left alone, and, and we should carry on. I'm just saying that i I'm, I'm trying to look from the logical angle of, of of outsiders that that me and John love trying to interfere with the sport and that the BHA always try to appease, which I think is even worse, um coming in, that's surely something they're gonna, they're going to have a go at I, 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 I'm just trying to preempt what's coming and, and it will come. The day will come when they're going to be... Lo- it won't be lobbying for single customer view and affordability checks. They're going to be lobbying um, for the abolition of, of national racing. That's racing. That will happen, 100%. So, yeah. Uh,
0: I think what might be an idea, you know, given the fact that there hasn't been any fatalities in the national, why not transpond national-style fences to all, all the other courses? Because the place is a, a lot less jumping.
1: Well... Well,
0: it's. It, it,
1: I mean, like you said. I mean, got
0: plastic cars now, aren't
1: they? Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe it's maybe it's it's the it's the. I don't know. I, I don't know enough about it to to comment and say. Yes, it's because of this, that, and t'other. But the stats say, you know, and the Grand National was always down for a fatality every year, just about. There'd always be a fatality in the National. that Because you, when well, you speak to owners, some owners won't even run in the National because they just won't risk the horses. It's, that's how it used to be. I think that the million quid um, for the race now has persuaded a few um, to change that, that, that view. And obviously the safer... Uh, they, they have made it safer, and I, and I said years ago it would be worse because you think they would go quicker because if the fences don't take as much jumping, you go faster. But anyway, anyway, uh, one other thing on on uh, on weekends racing because of the wind, the uh, the drone uh, lads that that put up the pictures for the fast in running uh, pictures for people to bet on in play, uh, well they couldn't get the drones up in the it's too windy. And uh, I noticed one or two comments on Twitter um Martin Hughes was one of them saying it was the fairest uh in running betting he'd known for a long time because obviously no no one they probably sent no one to the tracks. there was no drone pictures it was literally like betting off 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 a video feed, and he said it was fair and I just found that interesting that again this is this is the idiocy that they allow sort of gangs to go around with drones. Filming racing when they could literally uh, take it in house and make the money themselves. Do, do we agree, chaps? That this is this is not very forward thinking from both racing and the tracks. Whoever's got the picture rights should be thinking we'll make more money ourselves rather than than illegals take our pictures off us. What, what are we saying?
0: That would require a commercial mind and a degree of foresight, <laughs> which we aren't blessed with in this sport. No. Correct. I mean, the
2: sport. The sport is well. The sport tends to be run by 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 either extremely wealthy people who have no who have lost if if they ever had it in the first place the desire to adopt a commercial approach because they're very very wealthy, or uh, and or it's run by professional administrators. You know, effectively civil servants who have no experience of not, nor have any desire to adopt a commercial pragmatic approach. So, you know, when you get a combination of people that don't need to make money uh, working alongside people that don't know how to make money, this is the, this is the result.
0: You know, yeah, you're not yeah.
2: going to get that because you've got the wrong sorts of people in the game. Uh, and, and that's the thing. You know, we've all often talked about, oh, you need a Barry Hearn type, but you sort of do. You know, whatever people think of him, you know, he is and was a very commercial pe- person. But the people running the sport currently, they just they don't have that skill set. Because they've never had. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like boxing
1: promoters, like Eddie, Eddie, and uh, sort of uh, Bruce Fury's one, the American one, Bob Arum. Yeah. Um don They're King. all Don. That's what racing needs. Three three right
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you need more hustle. I mean, you know. Although uh, Don King's always got an extreme example, you do need people with hustle. And, you know, these people that that have senior positions in racing, they move from one administrative job to another. You know, whether it's, uh, you know, Team GB or British Cycling, whatever, you know, they are professional administrators. They are not commercial people. I mean, look, look, what the, look, what the premiership's done. I mean, you, we were talking about that before before the call started. Uh, that that's a good example how how that's been transformed in the last sort of you know ten fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. And do you remember
1: like I said, the, the the football chairman of the of the, I'm sure his eighties or nineties? It might have been mid eighties or early nineties. And they wanted, and it was BBC used to screen live matches and ITV, you know, on a Sunday odd Sunday afternoon. They wanted it banned because they said it affected attendances, and I mean, again, the lack of foresight back then. I I think racing shows that now. There's so many commercial opportunities that they're passing up day in day out, and and all the all they just want they're they're doing exactly the same. They just want to stop the drone players. They've tried the police, they've tried all sorts to to get them stopped. Well, why not think? Well, they're not going to stop. They're never going to stop. So why don't we? You know, get get our fingers out of here and, and and make some serious money and put them out of business.
2: Yeah, the drone players in themselves have identified the commercial opportunity. So if the yes. track step up, they can scale it up and say, right, we'll have that. Thanks very much. You are, I suppose, in industry terms, you are disruptors, right? So in the tech sphere, you know, you get you get a small little startup company doing something really innovative, causing a few waves, and you get sort of Apple or Microsoft say, cheers for that. We'll have that off you. Thanks for that. Have, have some money in, 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 using the, the the tech example, but we're going to take that forward. You know, so 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 the the equivalent would be the tracks going. Well, we'll do that. Then the drone players are straight away out of business. No need for it.
1: Indeed, yeah, indeed. Um, Catherine Fry spotted a nice horse today. Um, like well, obviously, wait, it was it was fairly obvious at the prices, but uh, the way it won today, any harm is ask, any harm is asking. Um, up at Sedgefield. Um, if anyone's watched that, t- or if you haven't watched it, go and watch it. Um, I-, I genuinely thought before the race this horse was probably a 145 plus horse. Um, it was 127, I think, today at Sedgefield. Absolutely made mincemeat of them. Um, ridiculous. I know it was an ordinary race, but. It, you know, it, it, it was laughing at them. It just absolutely grades and grades above. You'd say on back of that, I'd say one four five to one fifty, and it'd be interesting to see where they target it next. Because um, I think John Joe O'Neill mentioned after the race that they were considering the Imperial Cup. Now that's interesting because the horse dives a bit to his left, and, and he wants to go that way. He always wants to go to the left a little bit, and I'm just thinking that right-handed sandown may not suit. that wouldn't be my choice if I owned it, so um, I hope John Joe doesn't go there if you fancy backing any harm he's ask- asking um, so yeah um, that, that ran at Sedgefield this afternoon if you haven't seen it, um, one, other, one other topic uh, I'd like to touch on, um, which is not re- well, not reviewing the racing, but what happened in the last week, uh, Mick Easterby, um, he was involved in a BHA inquiry and um, And obviously, Mick was totally admonished, which is rightly so in this instance. Uh, Neil Waggett and Stephen Walker, two racecourse employees of Newcastle, um, got warned off um, for 10 years for doping ladies first, uh, which was a very bad drifter on the exchanges. Um, They refused to part with their phone records and their... Uh, betting account record, they, they basically refusing point blank to, to speak to them. Um, so they we're warned off for 10 years. Um, John, A question I'd like to put to you on this is that, uh, should they not be warned off for life or something like this? Should the police not be involved with this? It, it, it's aching to they've been filmed doing it, they've been filmed administering, administering the uh, the old substance to the horse on the security cameras. Right, so the security cameras have done the job, unlike Charles Burns. Um, and yet these these fellas can come back into racing in 10 years' time, and with no police. If I if I if I commit false accounting, or if I go in a post office and steal money, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do prison for it. Why are these Why are these So the, these people, like I said, have clearly doped a horse with the intention of, you know. Uh, and I'm sure the police could obviously make them t- give the phone records up. Surely, you know, that's the, th- that's the difference. The police could surely go into the phone record. So why, why is this not happening, John?
0: Well, for to me, to, to get to the nitty-gritty of this, those running the sport need to be speaking to the police and making it clear that anybody doping a horse to be any less than at its best on a given day is also technically putting the jockey's life at risk because they, they aren't forced to know what they're giving it, to what extent, dosage-wise, they could cause a heart attack mid-race, the jockey could get planted, whatever. Exactly. You know? um, so, I mean, it's very dangerous before you even take into account the fact that it's obtaining money under false pretenses as well because... If you're laying house with that sort of knowledge, basically you're having some old bastard's pants down, aren't you? So, again, it, it's fraudulent, it's dangerous. There's, there's enough there for the police to be involved. Why the BHA don't seem on top of it? Well, we, we know why they're not on top of it. There are souls And aren't there? But, you know, they're, they're there's so much in this sport. They need get their arms round, isn't there? You know, just so much
2: yeah, I mean, the, it, it, the police probably don't fancy it. I mean, I, I'd be amazed if the BHA didn't refer the matter to to whatever constabulary the course is under. I, they've been burnt before, haven't they? I mean, they had the the, the 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 one with the, the Charlie Brooks thing and uh, the Fallon thing. and I, the sense that I get is the police just don't just don't fancy that kind of investigation. Um, particularly as it involves betting and it's complicated. And I know you've got prima facie evidence of people administering substances. I just don't think the police are resourced to do it. And, and I don't think the BHS, you say, push them hard enough. But I don't know. I just don't think the police are, are up for that kind of thing. They should be, but I don't think they are.
0: Um, yeah, um, I'm just um, to Mick Easter. He never got fan. He did, a penny. He's asked for time to pay, I understand. He said. What- well, uh, that poor bastard in America <laughs> that keeps sending him ribs of bath and things because he mm-hmm. sees the videos on Facebook and thinks yeah. he's skint. Yeah. You yeah. know. He's have... 50 million, isn't he, poor yeah, bastard? He'd <laughs> have probably been uh, sending him a Cadillac or something, you know? mm.
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, God. Now, but, but uh, to me, I mean,
1: he shows you what what uh, a free-for-all. All these... Uh, remember when Betfair did... a. Uh, a, a, a memorandum of, of understanding with sports, and they said, and they said that they're allowed to see betting records, this, down the other, of anyone's account that's doing whatever. Well, what use has that done? No, yeah. really. I, mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, has any criminal proceedings ever been brought to anyone that that's that's clearly been fraudulent in this time? No, none. So it's, it's a complete waste of time. And it's basically advertising that this is a free for all. And I and I'm certain you know you know chaps if if you if if you know there's a shoplifter they 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 haven't committed one offence. Shoplifters are never caught on the first offence. Shoplifters are caught after being too greedy and after time after time when people wise up to how they're doing it yeah. and how they're getting away undetected. Now this is this is this is the thing. So how long has this been going off for? Right, it's it's not this is not a one off. And and I see this a lot. And, and rainy rainy day woman to me is another prime example. Ran at Lingfield uh, on the Millions Day, and she ran absolutely terrible. Was tailed off, and she was found to have an irregular heartbeat. But again, the market seemed to know she was a horrendous drifter. She was she was putting on the tissue something like eleven 8. She was out of about sixes.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean. So
0: someone but, knew, but someone,
2: someone, you know, people say, oh, you know, talking through your pocket. grapes, How many winners have you ridden? Um, but, you know, it, it does go on and the market is a fantastic guide. You know, it's not infallible, but but it's infallible when it comes to horses that aren't going to win in terms of, you know, because they've been, uh, you know, they're going to be stopped or they've been given some gear. You know, it's an infallible guide. The market knows every time. And when you, you know, uh, talk to people on Twitter who claim knowledge of, of how the BHA police a sport, you laugh that, you know, moaning punters, don't know what you're on about. We, you know, we dig into all these cases and nothing to see here. And that's patently not true. Yeah,
1: no, t- 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 totally agree. And and this is where um I genuinely think that, all the, I mean, James Moore, the the BHA, the, uh, the 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 security officer, the betting security officer. This is where I think they're all. What's he getting paid for? If they're bringing no one to task, if they if they bring in no one like like you know to judgment day. What is the point of their positions? They're not. If every, if all we're going to do, like you you say, Chris, is sit back and go, well, have you got any concrete evidence? Well, I'm not sat in the living room while they're pressing pink, or I'm not I'm not privy to the private phone calls when they've been told that this has had the old uh, reverse juice put in today, and you know, will you take a few quid out for me? I'm not privy to those calls, no, but. It's certainly worth investigating and, and, and looking at. And, and like I said, just to say that the horse has had a regular heartbeat with, with a betting pattern like that, I think it's very damning. Um, and obviously, in a, in a big race. So, I mean, there's no, no question that connections are going to think, hang on a minute, let's, let's, do, let's do this to any Day Woman. Let, let's make sure we can take a few quid out on the machine. How are they going to do that when it's, the prize money was really good? It was a was 40 grand mare's race you're not going to you're not going to then go well I know let's take five out of her on betfair or 10 out of her on betfair what's the point so so you know you may as well rule that out that there's any connection scoldog it's more likely external and again you point to these needle people at newcastle racecourse employees and who's to say it's not going on elsewhere and there's a big network of these People operating in gangs. Who knows? We, you know, it
2: might. Uh, it's, it, it's inconceivable, isn't it, that 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 it isn't happening? It, it's, you know when you look at when when, when uh, sort of uh, Irish racing and US racing came under the spotlight a few months ago about you know performance enhancing drugs, you know, and everyone sort of tutting and pursing their lips. You know, we're being asked to believe that we are one of the few jurisdictions in the world that's completely clean. That's simply not the case, human nature dictates that it is going on and it's being missed it's yeah, I, 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 I just
1: failed to see i mean you know, in hong kong, in hong kong you've had it if, if if you if you found guilty in Hong Kong of doing any of this you 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 you've you finished and you you you're in you're in prison, but for some reason you know whatever our laws are, it seems impossible to be able to prosecute someone that that can fraudulently take apps tens of thousands of pounds uh, from a, from a medium like a betting exchange. But yet, like I say, if you, if you rob a post office, you're going to do, you know, you're going to do double figures in, especially if it's armed robbery, um, which usually arms for post officers, um, and, you know, you're going to do do prison time. So it makes no sense. It's just absolutely...
2: Yeah, it, 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 you, you're right. I mean, I suppose it's about the, the way in which the BHA are resourced to police the sport. I'm sure they haven't got uh, uh, as many bodies as they wanted, and obviously notwithstanding whether they're the right people to do it. You've got the police that just not that interested i mean, i've got some experience of it and you know as soon as you mentioned betting you know unless unless people know about the sport you know they're very very it's very technical to, to, to the outsider and they are just not that keen to um deploy resources and public money on, on investigating this kind of fraud when there are you know there's much lower hanging fruit they can do elsewhere and you know there are loads of frauds uh that just aren't investigated. And there was something on Radio 4 the other day where people have been scammed out of millions of pounds. Uh, and, you know, the police were all oh, a bit too difficult, leave it. Uh, and, you know, that, that's I think that's the way of the world. But, but I suppose with Hong Kong, you know, in terms of security, you know... It, it's less it's it's less disparate than than the racecourses in this country. You know, it, it's much more kind of tightly controlled geographically as well. You know, in terms of the stables that are being on track, etc. But you, you know, look, at the end of the day, I just don't think there's a huge appetite to do much about it. And you're going to catch one or two, but God knows how many get through. I'm, I'm, you, you, you might be surprised; it might be more prolific than anyone you know dares to think.
1: Gives credit for,
0: yeah. I mean, I mean pro- well, no, everyone I knows. I, I think it's pretty prolific.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the thing is, if you if you do it, I'll give an example. Let's say you do it once, and and you know these guys at Newcastle Racecourse, and you say, right, um, do this, we can take a right few quid out. It's a success. It's a roaring success. You've took fifteen thousand out on the machine. Um, you you split the profits. You you do. Yeah. You don't stop at one, do you? Yeah. It's it, it's it's natural human nature. It's greed. It's it, it's it's if if you found an edge. You go right. We'll, do, we'll go again. We'll, we'll pick pick right race. We'll pick right course. We'll, we'll do whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, and you go again. And 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 it's it's that's how it works. Um, that's how I life works.
2: Got, so I remember once speaking to a very very successful, financially successful, and prolific um, importer of controlled substances who eventually got nicked. And I said to him. You know, you've got like fucking 50 million quid. Why the fuck are you still doing it? And he and he turned around. And he said, look, he said, would you turn down winning the lottery every week? He said, <laughs> exactly. you know, the, the, that, that's the mentality. If you haven't been caught, then you kind of get lulled into census, full sense of security that you're never going to get caught. And it's Bank of England money every week. So carry yeah. on. Let's just do it. So yeah. maybe, maybe that's the attitude that prevails.
1: I mean, ever ever since the days of like Brian Wright and 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 paying the jockeys and Graham Bradley and, sure. you know, and like he he got all the jockeys under his wings and and you know who's to say that's not we're not here again with that now we, we're with something different like whether it's substances there's lots of things I mean look I'm not it's, I don't want to turn it into it's all racing's bent but but clearly. You know, there's a degree or part of the sport that's, that's you know, difficult to believe sometimes. And it, it, obviously, where there's money and there's, there's edges, people it's are going to take
2: advantage of. It's human beings, uh, you know, and the opportunity to get a few quid. You're a trainer, let's say, on the bones of your arse. You're going to struggle to train more than maybe half a dozen winners a year. And if you do, well, you know, you have to be absolutely bang right when you have your bet and et cetera, et cetera. It's a lot easier to, to get something at the front of the market and say not to die. It's a lot yeah. easier. Yeah. Gentlemen,
1: any, have you any, any any other points of view to add uh, from either anything you want to discuss or to touch on?
0: No, not really. I think we've covered everything there.
1: Yeah, we, we, we've gone through a fair bit. Just one one final thing to finish on then. Um uh, there's, a, there's been a report out this week from um, the APBGG, which is the All-Party Parliamentary Betting and Gaming Group, led by MP Scott Benton. Um, and basically, this is reporting on the Gambling Commission. Um, and it was very, very damning. Um, I haven't read the full report. I've skim-read a lot of it. And I can tell you now that it's very damning on the regulatory body. Um, it, it accuses them of bullying. Um to be fair, it was it, it read like it was written. Rising it read bloody. like yeah, it 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 read like it was written by Jeff Banks. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff honestly, oh, I was yeah. I was I was reading it in Jeff's voice for the first seven pages. I'm thinking this sounds like Jeff wrote this. Um, it just sounds like it is it, is everything. It like full, put it this way, Jeff, Jeff will love this report because the one thing the report suits. Is independent bookmakers. It's quite damning against the bigger boys and it's quite damning against the Gambling Commission, in that obviously, with the sharing of data, you know, very invasive data. Um, As I said, basically, they've accused the GC of also bullying bookmakers. Somebody wants to get that? (laughs) To bullying bookmakers into um complying with these regulations so the gc will come in and say right you need to do more to stop potential money laundering and etc etc and or 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 you need more affordability checks to protect problem gamblers and 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 the bookmakers are very fearful of being fined a lot of money if they don't comply um it's 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 as if they're making the rules up as they go along it's these aren't regulations these are just regulations made up by this quango if you like um and it basically, there's a lot of people that are doing separate studies uh, out there that are, are basically stating that the data that they're taking off you is going to a third party and has been sold on the private financial data. This is incredible. And. You, you, these are amazing revelations if there's any legal beagles out there i'd like to hear from you on this t- to see what ground dodgy ground because this is how it can we can overturn the scv single customer view checks here because if these bookmakers are up to no good in terms of using this data for ill-gotten gains i for example you could paddy power could say uh get your data demand your data it goes to a third party data center saying leads Unibet can then apply to that data center in Leeds and get your data. So every, so it's in a way, a single customer view is already here. But I'd love to hear from a legal beagle on this, and I'm certain I'm going to be setting a pod up, uh, probably try and uh, get Jeff on to discuss, uh, or or whoever really, uh, to basically go through this report because it is very damning that the the regulator for the sport and you know it is behaving like this. And secondly. They have they have no concept of what harm they're going to do to the actual racing industry. They're only interested in gambling harm. It's one-dimensional. It's gambling harm, everything else cast aside. Any thoughts, chaps, on the Gambling Commission? By the way, I was very upset at Dave Yates' comments this morning on Nick Luck, who defended the Gambling Commission, said that this report was not needed. Incredible.
0: Bizarre. Yeah, continue, yeah. Just let Calvin loose on him.
1: I mean, yeah, send 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 turn into battle,
0: yeah, like a yeah, like bare man.
1: chest. I could see Calvin turning up bare chested, beating his chest um, as he approaches Dave Yates in his uh, in his in his pink Thomas pink shirt. You know, <laughs> I could just see that scenario. Uh, as long as Dave's got the right attire on, um, Dave 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 would be all right, but. Anyway, um, anything so any, uh, we've touched on everything. Anything else to add
2: before we wrap up? No. Uh, well, no. just congratulations to JP for his 4,000th winner.
0: Oh, piss off.
2: Pit pit hooray. <laughs> How, How many non-jiggers? Mean, How many non-jiggers, John?
1: How many non-jiggers?
2: 20. <laughs>
1: 20,000. <000. laughs>
2: oh, you horrible people. He puts a lot into the game. Have a, a bit of respect, honestly. <laughs> God damn it.
1: Uh, Catherine Fry loves him anyway.
2: Uh, that's
1: us going to wrap up. Uh, we're back on Friday. Uh, Catherine Fry, I believe, is, is here for a second stint. Um, John's uh, you know, allowing, uh, bad, allowing yeah, um. So Catherine Fry's back. back. Um, it'll be, I'm trying to think line up. It, it'll be Richmond, John, and uh, probably Adam Norman or me or whatever, really. Uh, we just made the numbers up. But uh, we're back on Friday for the Dublin Racing Weekend and uh, everything else that goes on with those uh, Irish gypsies deciding that's which... That's or-
0: just eye candy. <laughs>
1: which is deciding which horses are going to be winning at Dublin uh, in in comparison to winning at the festival. Uh, All the fun of the fair as the Irish Gypsies gather at Leopardstown next weekend. That's all from me, John, and Chris tonight. We hope you enjoy the show. Bye for now.
0: Right, the show's over, boys.
2: Thank you very much.